Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show, where we spend about an hour talking about motorsports, particularly of the Southeast variety. And it's always fun to feature some of the regional racers that uh, spend their time at the local and regional tracks and with uh, series that run in the region. And we've got uh, yet another uh, driver who exemplifies that here. In this case, Hickory Motor Speedway late model stock regular Skylar Cheney. They call him Rambo. And Skylar is in studio with us here at WSIC Studios tonight, and uh, happy to have you aboard. Skylar, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, it's good to have you back, man. So for those, I don't think we've had you on since we've been on the air here at WSIC. So for those uh, who may not know a lot about you, um, tell us what part of the area you're from, tell us how old you are, kind of give it a little bit of the racing background for a minute or two. Yeah, so I'm Skylar Rambo Cheney, as I'm called. I'm Rambo. 16 years old. I'm a junior at North Lincoln High School and uh, started my racing career back when I was seven years old. And now we've climbed throughout the ranks as I've grown older. And here we are at Late Model Stocks here at Hickory Motor Speedway. Okay, so you left a lot out there. <laughs> <laughs> Walk us through your uh, your different divisions where you raced. I mean, when I first met you, you were at uh, Millbridge racing um, outlaw carts but uh, talk about kind of walk walk us through your whole career to date here yeah so back when i was seven years old um remember i was back in third grade my dad surprised me that very day he got me out of class early surprised me my first flat cart so started off at woodleaf speedway ran there for about two years so hang we on didn't... a minute let's go back your dad took you out of class because of racing yeah in third that, grade yeah <laughs> I like your dad. Good guy. <laughs> it's a good excuse to get out early, That's huh? That's right. All right. I'm sorry. I interrupted <laughs> you. Go forward. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So then we moved on to the wing carts because a guy actually wanted us to drive a wing cart for him one day and got in the seat, done pretty well. So we we're like, hey, this is the next step for us. So bought ourselves one, went to Millbridge Speedway, ran there for a couple of years, had a great time up there. You know, uh, definitely got me used to running on the outside and i feel like i'm still able to display that even on asphalt tracks sure short tracks especially um i mean that's one of my biggest strengths that i've i really came to grow into in a sense that a lot of people are scared to run the outside but i'm very comfortable running it back i mean going back to the uh, my roots but ran that for about two years and then we moved on to the bandoleros that run at charlotte Minter speedway the little quarter mile track on the inside also ran at concord speedway the little small short track in the back we then decided to take the leap and get my first stock car, which was a limited late model. We ran at tracks such as Hickory and Tri-County, and uh, we done pretty well last season. And then we decided that, you know, limiteds aren't really going to teach me any more than what I've already learned. So let's go ahead and make another jump and learn, some, learn even more. And here we are at late model stocks. I'm glad that you made that decision because having watched you race last year a few times, and I think we talked about this, the fact that, there's a certain point, and there's nothing wrong with a limited late model division, but there's a certain point if you're trying to advance your career where, you know, this is as fast as you're going to go, this is as good as you're going to do. Yep. You might have a season where you win a bunch, but it's a limited, so you want to go race the stock. And there isn't, for those who may not be real sort of clear on the differences between a limited late model and a, and a NASCAR late model stock, there really isn't that much difference. It's basically just, what, carburetor and and... Uh, I guess maybe more tires a week 
Uh, yeah. At least till now, yeah. Have a short yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Late model socks get rough. I mean, if it's a if it's a good week and Hoosiers not short on supply, we'll get four tires every week. Unlike right. the limiteds, we'll usually get scuff tires, and uh, it's about a hundred horsepower difference between the two. Yeah. So you know, again, not so much that you would really notice the difference in speed, right? No, I mean cars still drive close to the same. You know, still have to weigh the same. Cars look exactly the same. So pretty pretty similar. What is it about racing that appealed to you at an at an early age? What do you what do you like most about it, or what kind of all right? I got in the cart, and you know, kids love to to drive cars fast or whatever. But what was it about racing that kind of really got you going? I don't know. It was just something that I felt I feel like I could express myself throughout racing. You know, I loved I loved it with all my heart, and especially I mean, what first planted the bug in my ear was my dad telling me all of his stories about his racing career and. How much fun he had, and you also have the downside of the racing, too. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like racing is just a great way to be able to express myself. You know, you're, you're able to put on that helmet, and it's like you can get into a whole, kind of a whole entire different character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a tough question in, in a sense. But, uh, I don't know, I just I loved racing from the moment I sat in that cart seat, and uh, I'm just looking to carry it on. Well, it certainly... I mean, for a lot of us, and, and again, there are all kinds of ways to be involved, right? You're involved as a driver. I'm involved as, you know, media and in and, and some other roles um, that don't involve driving. I did some of that, and but it was it was never going to be my career. And, and uh, you know, it, it is a sport that's very addicting in oh, a sense, yeah. right? Oh, and, yeah. And, and I think some of it goes beyond, like, obviously – Driving a race car is incredible, right? There's all that part of it, but at the same time, it's a lifestyle too, and it's and it's really so family oriented that I think the just the the social aspect of it too draws you draws you in. Oh yeah, I mean the whole entire racing community. Yes, we probably we probably fuss and say some things behind some people's back that we all <laughs> wouldn't say to their face. But um, I mean, you have some of these guys that are second and third generation racers out here. I mean, my me myself i'm a second generation racer but um i don't know everything's just so connected we're all in the same battle all fight the same stuff every single week so we kind of understand where each other's coming from well this is a a good opportunity for for you to talk about your dad when he's not here so um (laughs) so talk about his career a little bit what do you know about his racing career yeah so he uh back back in the day i'll say he's not he's not necessarily old but i can say back in the day with his example (laughs) careful with that (laughs) experience yeah experience um he started back in his mid-20s started at flat carts too. raced some of your bigger dirt tracks okay um a lot of those now are closed down but uh, he was kind of crazy how i am with racing he decided that he wanted to go buy himself a four-cylinder that used to run at hickory and they still do but uh he wanted to get into that and then he raced that for a couple years done pretty well and he bought himself a super truck wow yeah he used to run those all the time back then. It was the Synergy Super Trucks back then. Okay. Um, that was early 2000s. He got into Hickory. Um, and then really after that, he got into uh, NASCAR and started becoming a tire and chassis specialist with a couple teams, smaller teams, but still part of NASCAR. Yep. And uh, family came along, and he's like, you know, being on the road's not necessarily for me anymore. I got a family back home. I can't do it every single weekend. So he went from driving on the short tracks to mechanic in nascar he didn't make the transition as a driver yeah correct yeah and and we see that often um 
you know, people doing that because that's where the opportunities are, right? Mm, it's, exactly. It's a lot harder to climb the ladder as a driver, but I know that's something you want to do um, is is to get to NASCAR. And, of course, you're just in your, what, second year of running late models, right? Full-time, yeah, I yeah. think, because you ran – so first year in a stock – so you've just moved from the limiteds to the stock, right? First yeah. full year? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got some time yet, but, you know, it's a it's a tall order to advance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely hard. I mean, at some point you want to you wanna learn and you want to just stick in the same car and be like, I'm going to figure this thing out to the point where I'm winning almost every single week. But at the same time, I mean, if your goal is to be in NASCAR and be in the Cup Series one day, you can't stay stagnant in right. the water like that for a while. So you have to take the leap and start learning in a new car, a new truck, whatever. So last week, um, or the first two weeks of the season, you actually, you were fast a couple of weeks ago and um, just missed the setup a little bit, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh and what you ran is as high as sixth, I think, in that first 40 a couple of weeks ago. But then this past Saturday night at Hickory, um, unfortunately, you were running really, really well with, yep. with an easy top five or better. And um, someone else decided you weren't going to finish there. Yeah, that that uh, that incident kind of ended our night. You know, we keep all of our cars in-house. We work on our own cars. We set up our own cars. We don't go to a third-party person to be able to work on our stuff and set these cars up. So we're definitely learning as we go, our whole entire crew. Even myself, I'm still learning as I go. Yeah. Um, no, it was only uh, lap six out of a 75-lap race, and car slowed up coming out of four. So on his bumper going down the front stretch, he ran high going into one like he missed the corner. I took the opportunity because I hate to say it, it's even Hickory. Yes, it's 75 laps. You still have a lot of laps ahead of you, but Hickory, I mean, the laps go by quick. Hickory's a small track. They go by quick. So jumped on the opportunity. Uh, He decided to close the door in the middle of the corner, and that just kind of ended our night, to be honest with you. So were you under him before you got to the end of the straightaway, or did you get under him when you went into the corner? So we got under him starting to go into the corner, I guess a little bit in the straightaway. Yeah. But, I mean, by the time you got to the center of the corner, we were clear right there at his door. At his door. He has marks all on his left front fender from where we got up to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh he did go back and try and say on social media that we dove it in there, but I hate to say, I mean, you can't use that term if you're already up there to their left front fender. Yeah, I mean, if they can see you, it's, yeah. your, it's yeah. your line, right? Yeah. And that's, that's always the thing, because, like, you know, if you if you dive under them going into the corner and they're already in the process of turning the corner, then it's your fault. But if you're up to the door, um, you know, then you, you got to, I mean... You know? Oh, it's a whole different story. You know, we've yeah. been we've had a ton of people dive bomb us, and I mean, yeah, it sucks. You got to deal with it. Racing, racing is racing at the end of the day. You know, you're gonna have yep. incidents like that. So, you ask the other party, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna give you a completely different story. You know, it's two different views, two different perspectives. Yeah, every driver or every team wants their driver to win, of course. So, right. I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those one of those tough moments. But still, not. In terms of speed-wise, you're figuring it out pretty quickly, it seems like. Yeah, so we definitely found something else that we liked. We actually brought out our second car, um, found something that we liked in it because it had a different style setup on it, and we were finally picking up speed, and we had our best qualifying run. I mean, we were, I think, like a a tenth and a half off of first. You know, last week's race winner was only three hundredths of a second quicker than us. Wow. So we definitely picked up a lot right there, and we were moving quick in the race as we started eighth. And, I mean, by lap six, we were already making a move for sixth. 
and we were just going to keep on climbing from there. So like you said, easy top five place I would or top five finish I would have said, but um, you know, it's just one of those nights stuff happens. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, we're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to have more with Skylar Rambo Cheney right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back. Lead Lap rolls on here in WSIC, and if you're listening to us on one of our many affiliates, we are grateful for that as well. Feel free to give us a follow on social media at Lead Lap Show. We are on Facebook and Twitter, and also the at 
The Wheel Nation. Social media is also Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Wheel Nation. The new Steering Wheel Nation website goes online. Uh, hopefully, the end of it may already be online by the time this airs on WSIC, if not uh, very early next week. But uh, we're excited about that. Lots of good stuff to come from that. So uh, just be looking at steeringwheelnation.com in the next week or so and also at The Wheel Nation uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also on LinkedIn as well if you're a business owner and you're on that platform. We've got Skylar Rambo Cheney with us. Uh, all right, so we have to know this because I'm sure a lot of our audience doesn't. Where did Rambo <laughs> come from? Yeah, so it actually started whenever I was running wing carts at Millbridge. The announcer was Casey LaJoy at the time. Um, I don't know if he's still there or not. But regardless, this was during the box stock class that I was in. And one night we were in second, running down first. And Casey goes over the intercom and he said, it's like Rambo chasing you down and reeling you back in. So my dad was obviously right there uh, up against the fence watching. And uh, it's like something clicking. He's like, "That's the nickname. That's that that's that's has to stick with him." You have to. You have to have a nickname. Yeah, that's. Uh, and and it's fun. And Casey, I used to love listening to Casey because he shared that philosophy. I've always had that as an announcer. If you can give somebody a cool nickname, you know, it just makes it more fun. And especially younger kids, you were younger at the time. They enjoy that. Oh, you know, yeah, that's a big a deal, right? <laughs> you know, oh, I'm Rambo. You know, uh, what was Bo Shell? Was it Young Money? Uh, I think so, yeah. Wasn't he Young Money before Larson was? Yeah, I think that was actually, uh, I, think, I think somebody stole that from Gavin and gave it to Kyle Larson. So I don't think Gavin minds, but um, <laughs> we had Gavin on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he and his dad, and, and that was a fun show, too. Okay, so um, so th- tell me a little bit about the transition from the dirt to the pavement, because that's always something that it, it seems like every driver has a different outlook on that. I personally think it's good to run dirt first. What's your opinion? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't a tough transition going from the wing carts to the bandoleros. Like I said earlier in the show, um, wing carts definitely taught me how to use that outside line. With bandoleros, you can't really use it too, too much at some certain track, especially like Charlotte. Um, yeah. It's an inside-dominant track. Uh, I mean, like every driver, it took me a couple races to kind of get things underneath my belt. Um, took a couple practice sessions, a little couple test sessions. But overall, the transition wasn't necessarily terrible. Because, I mean, the box stock class, it's not like they're going through sideways, like your open class or your midget class will yeah. at uh, Millbridge. So I definitely didn't... I didn't have that driving aspect aspect instilled in me yet, going sideways through a corner. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it just wasn't it wasn't too too difficult. It was something that I was easily able to pick up on. Well, and I think it's different for everybody too because um, you went from uh, outlaw carts to bandoleros, so you kind of I would feel like that was almost a. And I mean, I, I know I'm going to get hate mail for this, and I don't mean it this way at all. I would feel like that was almost a downgrade in the sense of the challenge of driving the car. Bandoleros are big momentum cars. They're not very powerful. Oh, without a doubt. You know, and, you know, when you're coming off dirt and, and sliding the thing around or whatever, um, I would feel like that was probably a much easier transition than if you'd gone from that, for example, to the late model, which would have been a much bigger transition, yeah. both in size and power and all of that, right? Yeah, without a doubt. So, I mean, I think a bigger aspect of it, too, is, I mean, how long you stick in dirt. Yeah. So, I mean, we were only there for about three and a half to four years, and it was flat carts and wing carts. Like I said, I wasn't getting too, too sideways. Right. 
Um, Bandolero is the only reason we chose that is because that's really like your your entry class to asphalt in general. For uh, yeah. for what we saw, I mean, there's obviously a lot of different cars that you can choose, but we saw that to be the best fit for us. And uh, how old yeah. were you at the time when you made that transition? Oh, let's see. Uh, probably 11 or 12, I'd like yeah, to say. I'd have put you in a Legends car. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I would have told you don't even think about the band. You were already past that, in my opinion. I think you, you probably would have gotten a better experience yeah. and more um, skill set out of the Legends, which I think is the equivalent of, say, a micro and dirt in terms of horsepower to weight ratio and the fact that those cars always are darty and, yeah. you know, so kind of interesting, but then you know you go from did you you never did race the legends did no, you no no we went never from stepped foot in one. to the limited did yeah. you yeah that's a big achievement <laughs> holy cow yeah so I mean from our perspective honestly I mean talking money wise because that's obviously a big aspect of racing yeah I mean you can run a limited close to the same money as you can oh, run a legend car yeah that's that's true so yeah. I mean from from our perspective of wanting to go into NASCAR I mean you gotta have to get used to the, the size of a stock car the horsepower how they drive um, and a legend car is completely different driving aspect than is a limited or a late model oh, stock big time yeah. so I mean we felt that a limited was well, a, was our best bet really kind of the best bang for your buck and uh, it it teach me the most. Well, and you were probably you're probably right about all that. And again, it's it's you know it just you got to weigh all the, the the factors. I always look at it from the standpoint of building driver skill all the way up the ladder, right? And I yeah. think the legends would have given you a lot of experience, but at the same time, um, you're right on the costs. As sad as that is, yeah. honestly, um, you know, I think that 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 says a few things about the cost of legends car racing nowadays. Um, and, uh, which is why a lot of people don't stay very long anymore no. in those. I love them. And I, and I think they're, they are the best asphalt training car on the planet. I would say that and defend that to anybody, but, um, you're right. Well, you can you can practically run a limited light model for for what you use, especially if you're going to go do an arrive and drive legends program. Yeah, some of those teams are just charging way too freaking oh, much it's, money. It's I'm ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah, it's insanity. Um, and and it's it's not worth. You don't get the return on it, in exactly. my opinion. Exactly. Um, but at the same time. I again, I think I think legends are a great training vehicle, and I I think they're very exciting to watch. So you get into the limited late model. Tell us about your first year running limited. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, I remember my first race at Hickory. Um, man, was I scared to be on the outside, especially the first time really? in that stock car. Yeah, because I mean, I just wasn't used to the size of the car it's a yet. Spatial judgment. Yeah, thing. yeah. First yeah. lap uh, coming out of two, scuffed the wall. But uh, oh, I'm not <laughs> well, now you know how close you are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. I got a little but too close. Um, I mean, we had like four test <laughs> sessions underneath our belt, and really, I mean, test sessions can only teach you so much. You got to get used to the aspect of being around other cars, being able to make passes. So we said, you know what, might as well go ahead and put you in a race and just see how you do. So I mean, that night we finished fourth. So it wasn't really, a, yeah, was not a terrible well, you first race from at all. The wall banger, yeah. uh, <laughs> that old wall didn't bother you yeah. in the future. <laughs> So, I mean, definitely not a, a terrible first night at all. But, uh, I mean, that was still a, a very joyful night in the sense of, you know, it's like, wow, this is this is part of my future right here. This is building up to the future. This is what I'm going to be in for roughly a season or two. But, I mean, just, just enjoy it. And, uh, I mean, I just tried to learn the car as best as I could. Well, that's uh, that's how you do it. And now you ran Limiteds for, what, two years? Uh, Yeah, technically. The first year that we ran it, that's when COVID hit. So, I mean, the track oh, that we were running at right. previously, we only ran, 
I think, like three or four races that year. So, okay. I mean, I, yes, can you technically consider that a, a year on paper? So but, it wasn't uh, even two full seasons. No. It was about a, year I'll, and I'll a, half a season so. half. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So then you you uh, you made the move to the late model stocks for this year. What was was there anything about the transition that you or is there? Because obviously you're still kind of doing it. It's only been a couple of races. Is there anything about the transition that's kind of been sort of a bugaboo for you? Oh, that you didn't expect uh, the braking. Um, the braking is definitely very different in the cars. I mean, obviously you're coming into that turn with a lot more speed than you are in a limited. I think another big thing I had to get used to as well is just the aggression of late model drivers. Yeah. <laughs> late model stock is a very aggressive class, and you look at it from the outside, and it's like, oh, man, that's not that bad. It's close to a limited race. Once you're in that seat and behind that uh, windshield, it is a completely different story. Yeah, it's, uh, it is very aggressive, and, and I would argue too aggressive <laughs> at times. Um, and, you know, but that's, that's just the way it is here in the South. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a very different. Very competitive you know, round here. I, I come from a part of the, the country where the, the bumper stuff just doesn't happen. <laughs> that's just not the way that people drive. But, um, you know, here it's kind of not only accepted, it's almost expected. Yeah, it's, it's it, definitely know. encouraged. Yeah. I mean, you know, the tracks don't black flag anybody. There's never – it takes a lot to get black flagged out of a, out of a race yeah. here, um, which is different. Um, but it, it definitely does keep you on your toes, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it teaches you how to – I mean, you, you definitely build, like, a, a spatial awareness around you. I, I yeah. guess I'll call it in the seat. You can feel when a car is kind of looking to the inside of you or right up on your bumper. So, I mean, it definitely teaches you a lot. It teaches you, teaches you how to control a car whenever you're spinning out and how to how to make it not hit the wall. Um, I mean, getting a bump and run, it teaches you how to how to come back from that as well. So there's a lot of different training aspects, I'll call it, that you learn from that situation. I think you, you really, it increases the role and necessity for a really good spotter. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Because those are, you know, that's the guy who's hopefully going to keep you from it let you know when that bump's coming so yeah. that you make sure that you're ready for it and it doesn't turn you that's uh that's really the the interesting thing um t- what what do your school friends think of this oh you're um, still in high school yeah so actually a lot of we have a couple high school uh high school students that also race as well but um i don't know i feel like in high school racing is it's not that big anymore from what it used to be but, I mean, people still definitely think it's really cool. They always, they obviously love the sound of the cars. I mean, no car on the street has that chop that, like, a late model stock does. Well, that's true. So the cars look very appealing to them. They sound really good to them. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they generally they do enjoy the racing part of it. They don't understand kind of what goes on behind the scenes of it. Right. They just think, oh, it's kind of a show up and race. But you've got a couple of buddies that work on the car with you. Oh, yeah. See, one, one of my uh, best friends comes to the track and... Helps us out every single day, almost of the week, working on that thing. Yep, it's uh. So I mean, you haven't. Sometimes drivers hide the fact that they race because you know they're they're not sure they want to you know be singled out or whatever. But you haven't hit it, and it's worked out for you. Oh yeah, because I got not... some pit crew out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we've got more with Rambo right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. 
For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hey, I'm Howie Nisigano, and you're listening to Blue Lab Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, and we are uh, talking with Skylar Rambo Cheney, Howie DiSavino, incidentally, who brought us back from that break. Uh, great job for Howie. Howie is uh, a Virginia native who's now uh, living in the Mooresville area for his racing, and he just uh, qualified for his first ever NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Martinsville over the weekend uh, with Team Alpha Prime. Unfortunately, they had some mechanical issues, broken drive shaft, I think it was. Um, so, you know, dropped out early, nothing of how he's doing. But uh, great to see him make that start. And uh, bravo for Roger Carruth, too, from the um, NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. Got his first start uh, at Richmond for Team Alpha Prime and put it in the show and did a nice job in the uh, feature event. Roger been running, uh, he's run at Hickory uh, in the late model stock division, been a winner there, been a winner, I think, down at uh, 
uh, not Greenville, but I think it was Flor- no, I think it was Greenville. He won or Florence, one of the other one race, and uh, now has been running ARCA the last couple of years. Got his first Xfinity start, did well. So, okay, Skyler Cheney. Um, let's talk about the challenges of running late model stock in 2022 because we've got tire shortages, we've got part <laughs> shortages, we've got yeah. all kinds of stuff. And as you said earlier, you're not. You know, you, you aren't as well-resourced as some of the teams you're running against. This is a family operation, basically, yeah. and you guys do all the work yourselves. Um, you've made this step up. What, what, what I know you, you said the transition as a driver has been fairly easy, but how about overall in the mechanical and sort of uh, all that? Because it seems like a tough time to be a late-model racer these days. Yeah, so, I mean... Let's say, I mean, we couldn't even get a nose in for our first car that we ran, the uh, second race of Hickory. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we couldn't even get a nose in in time to be able to run it for Saturday's race. So that was kind of another deciding factor of uh, why we ran the second car. But crew-wise, I mean, it's a lot to learn. It's a different style setup on those cars. Um, you, you quickly learn how much time and dedication it takes to be able to operate a late-model stock team in-house instead of just having your car being at someone else's shop and then yep. doing all the work for you. So, I mean, we're still learning as we're going, of course. Um, I think we're picking it up pretty quick, to be honest. But, I mean, it, it's it's probably three to four nights at least a week. Oh, to, I would uh, think. I mean, to yeah. get those cars put back together from whatever you tear up the first race, or, I mean, just general maintenance from old changes, nut and bolt checking the car, you name it, we do it every single week. Now... And and you, and again, you're doing it with yourself, your dad, and, and you know some high school buddies, basically, right? <laughs> you do have some experienced help, right? Do you have, don't you have a couple of older guys? That... Yeah, so our crew chief and our spotters. Talk they... about your guys that help you. Yeah, so my crew chief, uh, Dennis Ward, was big at Hickory. Uh, I think early '90s, going into the 2000s, was big in the uh, Pro Mod series that they had. He's been around racing for a while, so he is very knowledgeable in those cars, the engines, the carburetors, blah blah blah. My spotter. Uh, Kevin Elder also ran Hickory. He ran the Pro Mods as well with Dennis, actually. they were Them two teamed up together and kind of divided and conquered, I guess, if you will. Um, he's very knowledgeable in those cars, too. Both are knowledgeable in the setup. Um, like I said, my dad, like earlier, my dad raced back at uh, Hickory as well. He was in the same Pro Mod class. Dennis was actually driving a car that my dad ultimately bought. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's all, <laughs> short, um, I mean, small world. That's what Hickory's, I mean, it, racing is a family-oriented sport. So everything's connected one way or another. Who else helps you? Uh, let's see, so Evan Stanley, he's also a high school buddy of mine. Uh, helps us. He's a wrestler. To, yeah, he wrestles. But uh, I guess in his wrestling off-season, he is there to uh, help us. Uh, work on the car, and uh, he's there every single week with us. He's, he's your dedicated. Bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> in case Ty Gibbs shows up. Yeah, uh, I guess he's the bodyguard too. He does it all. <laughs> yeah. um, who else you got? Did you miss anybody? Uh, make sure you get them all. Yeah, my spotter's son. Um, he's getting into racing. He's doing the flat carts as well. So he's starting Say his, his name. Noah Elder. There we go. <laughs> he's starting his racing career. Um, he's actually been helping his. Oh dad. wow. Yeah, he's helping. Is he running at Millbridge? Uh, no, let's see. Mountain Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mountain Creek and uh, a couple other tracks he's named, but I don't forgot what they were. But uh, he's been helping his dad for a while, too. So uh, he also he's building his knowledge, kind of like how I am. You know, we're all learning as we're growing. Now, they at Millbridge, they have, what do they call it? DQ? What is, what is there's a name for it Ooh. for the flat carts? I can't remember. Yeah, what I know they, what you're talking they about. Have a te- is that the same group that runs it? Uh, Mountain Creek or no? I, I, think, I think it's different. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right, so he's he's just starting his career. Are you able to help him at all with what he's got going on? Yeah, so me and Evan. Evan actually raced two flat carts as well. Really? Yeah, so he we we've all everybody on the team has raced at one point in their life there and or is I still used to racing. Race <laughs> so I can um, be on your team now. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and him both have been giving him pointers, um cool. setup wise, motor wise and I mean the biggest thing for him to learn is how to get around that track fast and right. efficient too so we've been helping him out as much as we can okay nice so you know everybody's kind of involved in the sport and those guys like you were saying you know we were talking about you know your 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 high school buddies are not only helping you but they're also involved themselves yeah or have been in yeah. Evans case. yeah so uh that's that must be kind of fun so before we uh usually save this for the last segment but while we're on it talk about your sponsors and the people that help you out so we don't forget yeah so we've uh, actually added a couple new sponsors this year we'll start off with <laughs> we'll start that's off with L. promotion motor company that's our that's primary sponsor business yep Let's pre-owned start. car dealership out of Lincoln, north carolina been in business for over 20 years now serving the local community and the surrounding counties and your dad um his his specialty, though I don't think it's exclusive with him, but his special his specialty is sort of the ten to fifteen thousand dollar car, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, now I'm looking at cars. I think I just saw an article the other day. The average price of a new car is like forty six thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I mean you can it's see like, even from him trying. I watch him. It's insanity. The, uh, auctions are all online now. They don't let hardly anybody go in to actually put hands on a car. So everything's oh, pictures, yeah. and it's a live auction. But I mean just. Over the years of paying attention, I mean, the rate of inflation that has hit the uh, pre-owned cars, it's its ridiculous. Well, yeah, the used cars are up quite a bit. Yeah. And and it's kind of one of those, it's supply and demand, right? There's oh, yeah, less supply, or less supply, so the the average price goes up. Yeah. But it's still less expensive to go to your to go to your dad's dealership and buy a car than it would be to go buy a brand new one. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, as soon as you take that new car right off the uh, lot... There's, yeah, there's depression or depreciation right yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah. and depression too yeah. because of the depreciation. <laughs> you get depressed and how, yeah. when, when you start getting the monthly payment on a $46,000 yeah. car, that's depressing. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's half a house payment for crying out loud. Um, but, you know, I, I like what your dad's done and kind of how he's sort of niched out in that and does a really nice job of serving that market in, and in today's um, in today's world, with the economy being what it is, people can't afford to go out and buy those new cars. So, you know, if uh, if you're looking for a really good used car, then Promotion Motors, right? So, talk about where it is. How do we get? How did people get a hold of your dad? To give us all the scoop, dude. Yeah, so Promotion Promote Motors. your sponsor, son. <laughs> Promotion Motor Company has a website. It's promotionmotors.com. Um, has their whole entire inventory has. Phone number, uh, has address, all that good stuff. Uh, they also have a Facebook page under Promotion Motors as well. So there's two different forms of, I guess, Internet that you can use to look them up. Is ProMotion all one word? Yeah, Pro-Motion. Pro, there you go. That was, <laughs> that's why I was trying to lead you there. There's a dash in there. you got to point it out. Pro-Motion Motors. And, uh, yeah, ProMotionMotors.com would be the uh, the website, and go check them out. Um, you're now working for your dad, right? 
Yeah, so I've actually I picked up a new gig. Uh, I wanted to do it to my own car. It was sanding down headlights. Of course, some of your headlights, you know, they get yelly, or yellow, yellow, oxidized. Yeller. I know, stumbling Yeller. over some words here. But uh, they get oxidized and look yellow <laughs> and get all foggy, so nobody wants that. It doesn't make your car look good. So I watched a couple YouTube videos, found out how to polish uh, headlights down and buff them back out to make them look clear. So that's my new gig at his uh, dealership. So you're the official headlight technician if we want to give it a title yeah <laughs> well we have to and we have to put technician in because then you get a raise exactly if you're a technician or an engineer you get more money that's how that works so um yeah you got to be a headlight replenishment technician is your official title there um sorry james now he needs a raise. um and then he'll look at me and go he's got one yeah. the race car, right? yeah yeah two of them <laughs> yeah two of them um now i didn't realize till you said it a while ago that you were actually running your backup car last week so um you've had damage to two cars in two weeks and you you were yeah. saying the first car you're by the way the 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 wrap on on the new car the, that <laughs> blue is just beautiful Absolutely beautiful. Um, but you, you had you had gotten in trouble. Um, you uh, you you passed somebody the fir- the first week there, and uh, they didn't care for the fact that you passed them, I guess. So they came and just spun you right out. I guess so. And um, put you into an accident that was yeah. already existing in front of you. Um, so that's how you got the nose damage. You said you couldn't get a nose to replace that, so you had to go to the second car. Yeah. So like I said, I mean that was one of the deciding factors. Um, the second car also has a different style setup on that car drives a little bit of a different uh, aspect to it. So we said, you know, why not go ahead and try it? Just see what we got. So so now you've got two damaged race cars. Yeah, two damaged noses. How do you deal so, with that uh, for when's the next race? Uh, see, we have a one-week break in between here. So because of Easter. Yeah, because of Easter. Okay. So we have a two-week split. So uh, parts, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be in before that first or so that next race comes out. Haven't had a chance, for those of you listening, to kind of catch up on results. Um, but traditionally, this coming weekend would be the Easter Bunny race for yep. the Pass South, or the Pass Series. Um, because, uh, after all, it's Easter weekend. Well, they ran it, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what all. Uh, and William Byron won on Saturday. Uh, I've forgotten who won on Sunday. But William Byron won the Saturday portion of that. Uh, so no Easter Bunny. In fact, I don't think there's any racing at all at Hickory no, this I think, Saturday. I think there? it's an off week. Yeah, it's an off week. So uh, the following week is when you guys come back. Yeah, we pick it back up. Hopefully you'll have at least one race car be, be pieced back together in time, right? Fingers crossed. Jeez. <laughs> it's insane the fact that... Uh, uh, it's so hard to get parts. Um, okay, we're going to uh, step aside. We do have one more segment, however, so we're going to have more with Skylar Rambo Cheney when the Lead Lap Show continues after this. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family, everyone suffers. But there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alatine can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. 
For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we get into our final segment for the evening here. And we've got uh, Skylar Cheney still with us here in the WSIC studio. And uh, we are talking about late models and his racing at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. Now, what is your overall schedule for this year? Are you planning to... Uh, run full-time at Hickory for a championship? Are you kind of traveling around a little bit? What do you got going? Although right now, I guess with two-act race cars, anything <laughs> be but aside from that yeah. fact, what are your plans? Um, we're going to run the full season at Hickory, uh, try to do our best in the championship, and obviously the big goal is to get the championship trophy at the end of the year. Um, Hickory has actually implemented a new uh, championship kind of setup behind it. So you have the regular season, which is 13 races long, and only eight of those races count, and then you go off into the playoffs. So it's only four races. Um, you have to, I think you have to, you have to be in a certain position to be able to qualify for those four races. Okay. So they kind of change that up in a way. Um, kind of have to see how it goes as we do it. But uh, yeah, so we're going to run the full season at Hickory, and then come towards the end of the year, we're going to try to hit the big race at Martinsville. Go ahead and start building experience for that, because everybody, everybody's talked to. I mean, it takes a couple years worth of running it. Sure. To uh, 
get the knowledge of that track down. I mean, even even if you qualify for the race, that's a, a big achievement in itself, much less right. being able to win the race. Well, yeah, it is. And, and of course, um, this year with the new system, I think more people are going to run more of Hickory's schedule and try to actually, because again, the playoff system seems to be a popular thing with people from, from what I observed, even at the end of the year when they announced it, it seems like it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big plus. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, all goes well, you know, obviously we'll be a part of that playoff bunch. You have to run at least eight of those races to be eligible for it. And I think you have to be in a certain standings or a certain, uh, let's see. Certain, uh, well, I think to, it, only the top so many points yeah, make it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how they'll do it if you have two champions or you have a regular season and a playoff champion, yeah. I don't know if they're doing a regular season championship, I don't remember what they announced at the end of the year, but I know obviously there's an overall champion. But either way, um, it seems like a good time to run full time at Hickory, oh, so without a doubt, you know, yeah. Um, and you've spent some time at Tri County. From a driving perspective, what's different between the two tracks? Uh, all right. So Tri-County has a little bit more banking to it in both corners. Um, it's more of a uniform shape to it, unlike Hickory. Hickory has two different style corners to it, uh, three and four being a little bit little bit wider, a little bit longer, one and two being a little bit shorter. Um, Hick- or Tri-County is a wider track in general. Um, I know back when I raced there, I mean, we'd have – three grooves ran into it the, uh, throughout the race. Uh-huh. So definitely a uh, a faster track, too. You have longer straightaways to it, so it's a bigger track in general. A fun track to drive, long sweeping corners, so, I mean, it helps you out a little bit. It's a fun track to drive. Which do you like better as a driver, Tri-County or Hickory? Mm, as a track in general, I'd say Hickory in a way. Okay. I mean, it, it teaches you you don't have as much room to go. So I mean, you learn how to how to navigate your car a little bit better, how to how to get through some wrecks a little bit easier too. It is without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to uh, balance two different style corners too. Well, I was just going to say they're both late apex corners. Yeah, but they're both different radius. So you know, one and two is a little tighter. Three and four, not so much. But boy, the, the three and four is the money shot though. Oh yeah, you come out of four too high and you're in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that wall comes up. So you quick. can't apex too soon over there. No, that wall comes up very quick and. Thankfully, we haven't hit the exit of four wall yet, but I'm sure it hurts. <laughs> I'm knocking some wood here for you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely would be, uh, 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 as Daryl Waltrip like to say, a horrendous crash. Um, yeah, that that would be tough. So you you've had a pretty decent start to the season in terms of speed, not so much in terms of results. You got you know obviously a couple of damaged race cars to worry about but do you see an issue with you being back for the race in a couple of weeks uh no i mean standing wise we're eighth out of 26 cars for the championship right now definitely obviously i mean you want your finishes to be better we're making progress and i think that's the biggest thing that matters right now is that we're not stagnant right right now you know we're still learning we're able to pick up on things as we go my biggest thing is it's kind of learning the tempo of the races too learning how to drive a, a twin 40 compared to a 175 lap race so, I mean, a lot to learn, but uh, I think we'll be we'll, we'll have a couple wins by the end of the year. I just thought about something I meant to mention when we were talking about you working for your dad. I was going to say before you started doing that, you worked for Jeremy Clemens for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, so we actually driver. done it. Yeah, we done an intern, or I did an internship over the summer up at uh, Jeremy Clements, Mark Setzer. Uh, my dad knew him for a while. Um, talked to him and kind of got me in the door. So it's a great contact to know, I reckon. Well, what? tell us what you did there quickly. Yeah, so started off kind of slow, learning the basis or the basics of the cars, um, 
learning how they work on kind of what to do and then started slowly get my hands wet and my feet wet in it and eventually mark kind of trusted me to do a little bit of some more bigger projects so what did you do so uh kind of important putting the spoiler on you know you kind Very of need important. a spoiler going on yeah um learned the biggest thing i learned from mark just by watching is learning how to set up one of those cars and that i mean you can correlate that directly back to a late model in a sense sure. too so that was definitely really good knowledge to be able to pick Absolutely. up on um cars in general are somewhat similar obviously but uh, i mean it was just overall a great crew up there fun time over the summer I, I plan on going back this summer again and uh, hopefully oh, we'll pick up on some more. Nice. Good for you. You're going to do it again. That's yep. great. Yeah, Jeremy's a great guy. Uh, need to get him back on the show. We haven't had him on in quite a while. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of a glimpse at your future right there. So you're getting some knowledge for later if you make it that far um, to Xfinity. You already know about the cars. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so how can fans keep up with you on social media? Do you have a website? Talk about all your vital statistics, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a couple different social media pages. Um, my personal pages, my biggest one being Facebook, is just Skylar Chaney. S-K-Y-L-A-R. L-E-R. Sorry, L-E-R. <laughs> and then my dad actually has a racing page of me. It's Skylar Rambo Chaney. So that's the racing page. And then you have my personal page. Kind of shows the, the more, I guess, backstage view and also shows the racing aspect of it, too. I do have Instagram. It's Skylar Chaney 17 And I just recently got a Twitter is Skylar Cheney 17 as well. Oh, boy. You're on Twitter now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Have fun with that. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting platform, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. So no website yet. No, no website yet. Need to get you a website. Okay, so uh, Skylar Rambo Cheney, talk about, last question, your driving style. Uh, All right, so I've learned to kind of be more aggressive in a sense, but obviously, I mean, make level-headed decisions. So be aggressive when you can. If there's a door open, take it, especially you learn that quick on a short track. Because, I mean, you miss that one opportunity, you're not going to have it back by the end of the race, and you're going to regret to be like, yeah, man, I wish I would have took that opportunity. Um, I'm a smart driver, I'd like to say. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't intentionally wreck anybody. I don't take anybody out. So, I mean, I, I drive people how I would want to be driven back, and uh, I like to run the outside. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds sounds like a winner to me, and uh, hopefully we see you in victory lane before the year's out. Skyler, glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Skyler Cheney. Make sure you keep your helmet on in a fight, <laughs> because why wouldn't you, after all? Okay, that's it for a week left for this week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lab Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit LeadLabShow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.